Welcome to the Watering Hole Football Podcast. Alrighty, welcome into another episode of the Watering Hole Football Podcast. I am Dylan Lund. And I'm Colton Sorensen. And today we're going to run through some games from week one. Football's back. It is. Football's really back. In a big way. We had some some very good games. We had some very big stories. We had some teams that should be good that they look were, bad. were not it good. real bad. Um, we're we're going to kind of cover that today. We have an interesting topic, an interesting idea for the, for the rest of the season. We'll see how it works. But I think first we should probably get into injury news. That's kind of the big the big thing this week. Yeah. So I want to start off by saying that I am not necessarily a fan of Aaron Rodgers. Um as the Packers quarterback for the last however many years he's been torturing our fan base. Yep. So I don't necessarily like him. But I think um, not having Aaron Rodgers play this season is a disservice to football fans. Especially with the situation. Right. A, so, a Jets team that is up and coming and kind of was that one piece away from really kind of becoming a contender. I mean, they were going to contend for a Super Bowl this year. They were trying to contend for a Super Bowl. Um, so it, it was confirmed uh, uh, sometime on Tuesday morning that Aaron Rodgers does indeed have a torn Achilles. He is out for the year. It's back to a bunch of Zach Wilson. Which, to be fair, Zach Wilson looked okay. Like, he he looked, I think, about as good as you can hope for a, a young kid who probably didn't expect to play at all this season. Right. Maybe didn't wasn't preparing quite as well as he could have to actually play. But I, I think having Rodgers there definitely helped him. I, I think you could see a little bit of the influence at least. Yeah. He still did the thing where he like runs backwards to get out of pressure, which is the cardinal sin if you're a quarterback. You all, you never run backwards. Like that is just do not do that. Yeah. I am hoping for Zach Wilson that Aaron Rodgers does stick around the team this year and kind of kind of helps out. I think he'll just kind of be another coach. I would hope so. And I think that can really help Zach. Yeah. So, I mean, they did still beat the Bills. Yeah, it was a crazy game. We are going to kind of touch on it later in the show. But, But yeah, injury the injury to Rodgers is disappointing. Yep. I wanted to see him somewhere else. I I wanted that team to be good. I think they can still be... They can still be good, but I don't think they'll be... Like Super Bowl good. Right. Another injury on the injury news is Austin Eckler suffered an ankle injury. Uh, his status is currently unclear, but as as from everything that I'm kind of hearing, it he's probably going to be okay. I think it was just kind of a tweaked ankle. He might see less snaps this coming week, but I think he'll probably still play. Yeah. Anthony Richardson at the end of the game kind of got banged up. Uh, not sure what the injury was. Kind of hurt his his legs of some sort. But I think that was more of a, we're taking him out so he doesn't bang himself into a real injury. Yeah. I think that's what that was. So he, he is back at practice and he's not in danger of missing any games. The other So there's a couple other season, maybe not season enders, but one of them is a season ender. We have J.K. Dobbins running back yeah. for the... Ravens tore his Achilles. Yep. Uh and he looked pretty good up until then, so that's kind of shitty for the Ravens. They've had a couple different injuries yep. so far. Uh you got the list in front of you? I'm I'm scrolling through. I don't see any more Ravens on the list currently. That's there were a couple. Uh, uh Ronnie Stanley. Oh yeah, that's right. Um the left tackle that's kind of always hurt and if he's yep. not hurt, he's an all-pro. So he has an undisclosed injury. I'm, I'm, it's a knee, I think pretty, pretty obviously with how he left the field, but 
Currently, it's undisclosed, so I'm not sure what that exactly means. The other two that I know specifically, um, for the Seahawks, they lost both of their starting tackles. Yeah. Uh, second, They're both second years. They're rookies last year who played and played pretty well. Um, their left tackle, Charles Cross, um, he left with a foot injury. I think they're calling it turf toe. And then their other, their right tackle, Abe Lucas, um, he was put on IR today uh, with the, it's, it's a knee. I, they said he was like dealing with something during training camp and it kind of flared up during the game. So they lost both of their tackles maybe for a while. So it's not good if you're a Seahawks fan. Yeah. It's not necessarily ideal. Um, there was one more here that was interesting to me. Oh, Tyler Lockett. He could be out a couple weeks with a possible concussion. Um, he's currently going through concussion protocol. I don't know if I didn't see the injury per se, but I don't think he was a huge factor in the game. So I don't know how big his role <laughs> actually nobody, was going to be. Nobody was a factor in that game. We'll get there. Um, and then Aaron Jones suffered a uh, hamstring pull, but all the sideline people were saying that he'll be fine. He yeah, he's walking around doing just fine. So, all right. Well, I think that's probably all the injury news. Uh, let's get to some games. <laughs> I don't have the button anymore. It's it's now applause. I, I forgot to change it. <laughs> we don't have the button. I don't have the button. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> but on to the games. <laughs> so this year we're gonna do something that's a little different. It might work. Might not. But we're hoping it'll be kind of a fresh take on instead of just running through each game and talking about stuff that gets boring and old and we're not as good at it as some other people that can pull it off, uh, we are going to do our own take on winners and losers, but we're going to do a little Minnesota twist. We're going to call it Yeah No's and No Yeah's. And if you're if you're from around here, you know what we're talking about. But if you're not, so if you're having a conversation with somebody and you ask them something and they go, yeah, no, like I, I'm not doing that. That means no, even though they said yeah and no. And the opposite where they're like, no, yeah, we'll do that. Like that is a yeah. So like it's it's the Minnesota take on winners and losers. We just wanted to be a little more unique with that. Minnesota is really good at not really taking a stand. So by saying yeah no, it's it it kind of lessens the pain of a no. And the no, other way it's yeah, not I, yeah, it's I not a like huge that. commitment the other way around either. So we're we we seem to be really good at that. But first off, let's start with I think the possibly the biggest yeah no of the week, uh the the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, no, they <laughs> that was bad. It was pretty bad. Honestly, I'm not trying to do it on purpose. <laughs> It just fits. It, it just fits. fits. So yeah, um, the uh, the Bengals looked like shit on offense. Yeah. yeah. But I do want to say I think it's more of a no, yeah, for the Browns because the Browns defense looked very good. They looked really, really good. Yeah. Uh, this is the first year uh, defensive coordinator for um, Jim Schwartz. Jim Schwartz. The former, he was he was a D coordinator for the Eagles for a little bit. Yep. He's a head coach for the Lions, the Lions for a little bit. And uh, he got I, them, he's got them flying around. It seems to work, whatever he's doing over there. So. so I was watching the game, and it. So when you play the Bengals, and okay, let, to set the scene a little bit, um, Joe Burrow's second year, so it would have been uh, Jamar Chase's rookie year. <laughs> Pretty much everybody just kind of played the Bengals straight up, and they got gashed by big plays. So then last year, well, they got gashed by big plays, and that, you know, all the big plays and stuff led them to the Super Bowl appearance. Yep. And last year, teams are like, well, we're not fucking doing that again. So they just sat back in two high shells, and they just let... You know, essentially make the Bengals beat you by throwing underneath, having a good run game, all that kind of stuff. And it took a couple weeks for the Bengals to adjust. What the Browns did is they played 
a bunch of single high, a bunch of tight man coverage on receivers that you probably don't want to test your guys playing man coverage on, and they pressured the fuck out of him. Yeah. Like, I think this is one of the few defenses that could do this to the Bengals because they have the they have the pieces up front to get the pressure yep. so that your guys don't have to cover for more than like a second and a half. And the Bengals just had literally no answers for any of it. Like most of the times that Joe Burrow was pressured, he just had to throw up like a, you know, a fade. He just throw go balls. Like they had no answers. Right. They, they held the Bengals to 142 total yards. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. For and the this, Bengals. this and is really one of the best the offenses in the entire NFL. Yeah, they just couldn't do a fucking thing. I do want to say one caveat. It was raining a little bit, so I guess it's a weather game, so throw it out. I mean, the Browns <laughs> scored, what? 24. 24 points. That's more than the Bengals scored by, yeah, but you have by Nick, a lot. You have Nick Chubb. He Nick, does He does help. Nick Chubb running well. You had Deshaun Watson played okay. He had like one or two really, really good throws, but it, he didn't play super well either. I mean, he still has the talent, yeah. but he still looks a bit rusty. Right, and I, I think um, getting that... Getting the scheme to fit both Deshaun Watson, who's more of a spread type of guy, yep. and the scheme of Kevin Stefanski, who's an under center play action shot play type of guy, yep. just trying to marry those two things together is kind of difficult. So I think they're working on that. Right in the middle. Go pistol. It's not shotgun. It's not under center. Go <laughs> I mean, pistol. That's fair. <laughs> you got the best of both worlds. And the one thing about that, like you could you could almost switch to an entire like shotgun type. Uh, offense and not really have to change your run game because right. Nick Chubb can is good from every type of split. He uh, can Nick Chubb is the best running back in the game. He can he can he's effective from any type of run. So whatever you need him to run to get your running game going, he can do that. Yeah, watching this game when Nick Chubb gets moving, there there is not much scarier except maybe Derrick Henry running at you. Like he is a very imposing runner, but then he then again he's quick on his feet. He he doesn't have to beat you just one way. But yeah, this this game was a bit shocking. Yeah. In how it played out. Um shocking with my lock. Yeah. I mean, do do we have the sad trombone for that one? I do not, unfortunately. <laughs> I'll have to get that on there eventually here. But Yeah, sad trombone for my lock. I thought that was a surefire Bengals win, but yeah, that was. I think we were both kind of fighting over that lock yep. at the beginning, and I let you have it so yep. that I could take my Falcons. <laughs> yep, I did okay. I did okay. But anyway, that the the Browns did perfect in that game. Yep. In a sense of they slowed down one of the best offenses in the league. It's a big no, yeah, for the Browns, and it's a big yeah, no for the Bengals. That's yeah, a, I, that's I, a rough one. I mean. That AFC North is going to be rough. Yeah, they got it. That's a division there. That's a division. Uh, Next, which one do you want to go to next? We'll go Rams Seahawks. It's a big. It's a big. Yeah, no for the for the Seahawks here. Yeah. And watching this one back, I there was just no juice anywhere on the field for Seattle. Um. Coming into the game, they were looked at as having one of the best set of weapons in the league. You still have DK Metcalf. You have Tyler Lockett. They drafted Jackson Smith and Jigba in the first round. They still have a good running game with uh, Ken Walker and uh, Zach Charbonnet. Um, Geno Smith came off an incredible year, and they just came out absolutely flat and couldn't do a fucking thing. Yeah, it... It kind of looked like the team hadn't been playing together for a little while. There was just some missed plays on every drive. It seemed like the routes being run weren't clean. It just, they couldn't get anything moving. And the running game was not a thing. Yeah. I mean, I think, so, okay, I want to pose this question. Did we overrate the Seahawks or underrate the Rams or both? So I think we for sure underrated the Rams because I think I did not have 
almost any faith in them. Right. But I think we, maybe not us in general. But just the consensus. The consensus maybe, is a little high on the seabirds, I think. Probably maybe a little bit. Um, they, they do have Geno Smith at quarterback, who had one good season. Did we overestimate his ability to rep- replicate that season? I, I think we might have. So I, I think one thing that we forgot about the Rams, too, is like Sean McVay is a really fucking good coach. Yep. And I think that was, that's was that been one of the things that's just been kind of overlooked about this Rams team. And just like everybody was writing them off as just a nothing this year because you know, their lack of talent, all this stuff, whatever, he can still run a team. He can run an offense. Yep. And Stafford looked really good. He looked really healthy. He was in command of everything. Like, watching that game, it was domination between Matt Stafford and friends and Aaron Donald and friends. Yep. Like, somehow, those guys and friends just ended up kicking the shit out of a team that a lot of people have pegged for the playoffs. Yeah, and Stafford has a new weapon that looked pretty good. I'm not going to try to pronounce his name. It's Puka Nakua. Yeah, I'm not going to. That's not going to work for me. No, really easy. Puka Nakua. Nope, not going to come out right. I'm just going to butcher that name. I'm going to let you handle that Bro, one. know his name. He's. I think he's. He's. he looked really good. He's legit. He he used to be Zach Wilson's target at BYU, and that might be why Zach Wilson looked real good because uh, he he looked awfully good last game. He did look good for Stafford. So, and I think when Cooper Cup comes back, he's still gonna have he's a still gonna big be there. Yeah. yeah. So, and then you yeah. have Tutu Atwell. Be Tutu Atwell had a pretty good game too. The like five six like hundred twenty five pound wide receiver. It still bugs me. That he was picked as high as he was. He was like, what, a third rounder? He was their first pick that year. Yeah, I know. It was bad. And that that annoys me. So I almost don't want him to succeed. But he did good. Yeah. They finally figured out how to use him. So good for him. Yeah. uh, Cooper Cup comes back. I think this might be a decent offense. Uh, The running game looked okay. I still think Cam Akers is kind of meh. Yeah. They have a, a rookie, I forget his name. He had a couple touchdowns. Williams. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, big surprise. This is this was another game that was pretty surprising. I figured it I think a lot of people figured it was gonna be a blowout the other way. Um but then uh so I guess we'll move on to probably the most interesting game this weekend. I think this game, the Dolphins and Chargers had in my opinion, the biggest no, yeah, and that is Tua. Tua, Tua man, he looked good. Four hundred and sixty-six passing yards, three touchdowns, had a pick. It was kind of a bad. He threw a jump ball to Braxton Barrios. <laughs> not, not the best decision. It's not there. ideal, especially when you have guys like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Mostly Tyreek Hill, because he was wide open at all times in this game. He had, I think, 215 yards. Yeah, it was, it was something crazy like that. I had him in fantasy. He was wonderful. But yeah. um, they did a thing. So, okay, so last year, the Chargers played the Dolphins. It was kind of late in the season, and they absolutely kicked the shit out of the Dolphins. Like, it was a whooping. And what teams, what teams did around that time last year against the Dolphins is they would just get up real close to the the speedy wide receivers, get hands on them, knock them off their routes so they couldn't get, you know, not give them free, clean releases. And that was really effective. And I think I think this game is basically uh, Mike McDaniel, who is a really good coach. He's a really, really good football coach. Uh, it was essentially him over the entire summer just being like, how the fuck am I going to... Man, I'm going to get those fuckers. Like, just scheming up some shit to be like, you know what? Fuck you for doing that last year. And and what he figured out, and this do- I don't think I've ever seen it in the NFL, but you would, he would split out 
and it, ha- it happened with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. He would, um, he would line them up where a tight end would normally line up, and then <laughs> instead of motioning them, you know, across the formation like you would normally do, they would motion them towards the sideline, give them like a fucking six yard sprint towards the sideline, and then snap the ball. And you change, you know, where that route is starting from. You change where the defense, like, it gives the defense much less time to communicate what the fuck is happening, and they just have to react. And that's how they got, like, uh, Tyreek Hill one-on-one with J.C. Jackson a lot. And he got cooked. Yeah, J.C. Jackson lot. had a bad game. <laughs> he had a really bad game. He did, uh, get a, he did get a pick. He did, but... He did. I mean... That was not, it was a jump ball. Whatever. So, but J.C. Jackson got cooked for the touchdown. Correct. Um, there was one play right at the end of the first half where. This was, that was one of the worst plays. Like. To a, the, the Dolphins decided with eight seconds on the clock. We're going to go They received something. the kickoff. They threw the ball, I think. They were probably around the four, maybe 30, 35. I think they gained 15 yards on the first play. Yeah. So they're well well outside of field goal it's probably range. probably like four seconds left. And Tua decided, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to throw it up there. And I think it was on Jalen Waddle. It, it, was, it, didn't, it doesn't matter. But J.C. Jackson just kind of decided to tackle the receiver when the ball was nowhere near him. Well, he just shoved him. Like just yeah. two-handed shove in the back, just full extension. <laughs> And to get the PI to get the, and then you're in field goal range because the, the flag, the pass interference call brings you to the spot of the foul, which was down the field, way down the field. If you don't touch him and he catches it, he's not going to score there. Correct. The time was out. There was no time on the clock. Correct. Don't touch him. I don't care if you have to run off the fucking sideline. And sit down on the bench while that ball is in the air. Don't fucking touch him. So that so they kicked a field goal at the end of the first half on an untimed down because of the defensive uh, pass interference. Can I ask you a question? Okay. How many points did the Dolphins win by? Uh, let me do the math here. One, two. It was by three. It was by two. They, they, won, they won 36 to 34. Yes, but... If they wouldn't have scored the three, it would have been a Chargers win. Correct. So <laughs> that's what we're getting out yeah. here. So uh, yeah, JC Jackson. It's a rough game. Good on you. That's a that's Good a yeah. No, that's gonna be a big yeah no for me on yeah. JC Jackson. That was a rough one. The Chargers did not look bad though. I they do ran, have to say they ran for over two hundred yards. Yeah the the running game looked really good. Eckler, you look good. Great. Uh, Who's the backup? I forget his still name. Still Josh Kelly? Josh Kelly also looked really good. This team is going to be fine. Oh, it was yeah, just yeah. they ran into the Dolphins who had their way with them. Both defenses gave up a lot. Right. And basically what it came down to is at the end of the game, Chargers had the ball. Uh, Vic Fangio, the new defensive coordinator down in uh, Miami, he dialed up a couple of blitzes, got... Justin Herbert on two straight sacks, game yep. over. Greg Rousseau played a big part in this game. Yep. That's that's your boy from back in the day. But anyway. Was it? Yeah, you you loved you some Greg Rousseau. All righty. Um, Jalen Phillips had a really good game too. Yeah, Jalen Phillips did have a good game. All right. The next game I don't really want to talk about, but I think we have to because it's storylines. Um, the Packers and the Bears. Um, for the Packers, this game was a big no. Yeah, y- you have a quarterback that seems functional. He looked really confident. He looked like he was in command of the offense. He didn't look skittish at all. To be fair, the Bears could not get any pressure on him. So we'll kind of yeah. see. We'll kind of see what happens when he's under a little more pressure. Right. But at the same time, they have a really good line, a yep. really experienced line. So I don't know. I. They were even down their their number one wide receiver Christian Watson. He didn't play in this game, and the offense looked like it worked pretty well. Their defense was pretty smothering. Again, it's against the Bears. The Bears look really bad. That that's the that's the yeah no in this game is 
the Bears had some lofty expectations to start the season. It doesn't look promising. Again, it is week one. Yeah. Don't overreact to week one. It's a long season. But also... This we, ain't a good start. We are not overreacting because we have been low on the Bears all off season. Right. So this is kind of what we expected from them. Everybody else is way off the top. And I just, I don't see, I don't understand why. I don't see the reason why people had the Bears so high. Sure, they went out and got a bunch of dudes in free agency. But there's still a lack of talent everywhere on this team. Including some of the most important positions. Like the offensive line. Which has been a problem for quite a while. Forever. Yeah. And uh, this this offensive line looked bad yesterday. Yeah. The defensive line looked bad. They couldn't yeah. stop Aaron Jones, who had a monster game. They couldn't get to the quarterback. They had one sack, but that was more just, you know, good coverage down the field. And yeah. he, Jordan Love just kind of ran into Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah. So uh, I think it might be a rough season for the Bears. Chase Claypool is not happy to be there, apparently. Um, he is carrying a questionable tag into this week with no injury designation. You know what that is? Uh, that's the coach saying, I don't know if I want him to play. That's a really good use of the 33rd overall pick. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. That It's, it's rough. That's he, bad. If you find, because there is tape out on Twitter, if you look at the tape on Twitter of him blocking... What do you mean blocking? He didn't. Correct. <laughs> he just straight up stood there and it was embarrassing. Yeah. You get paid way too much money to have no effort whatsoever. I don't care if you're the worst blocker in the league. Like you effort, you, just, just effort. give some just effort. Get in the way of a guy. That's all. As a wide receiver being asked to block, your biggest task is just there, there's two main tasks, in it's my opinion. Effort and get in the way. No, it's get in the way and don't hold. Sure, yeah. Those are the two biggest things. Yeah. If you don't hold and you get in somebody's way a little bit, the coach will be happy. Right. The coach will be really happy if you block the shit out of somebody, but he'll be mad if you block the shit out of somebody and then get a penalty. Right. So that two main tasks, get in the way and don't hold. He did neither of those things. Yeah, he just like so, he just kind of ran around, ran with the flow of the play. Uh, it was it was bad. Fifty fifty ain't bad. Bad but, game uh, for the Bears. Uh, Arrow's looking up for the Packers, which it it looks it looks good for them because their concern was Jordan how Hull. does the quarterback look? Well, and I guess to be fair, all the young wide receivers too, because yeah, like Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs are the longest tenured pass catchers they have two rookie tight ends they have a bunch of rookie wide receivers and they have christian watson and romeo dobbs that's it who are second year players yeah then they looked fine and they look fine i without christian watson so this year i think it's going to be tough for them to like really compete yeah you know they might squeak into the playoffs but i think this unfortunately might be a team might have to look out for in the coming years. As long as as long as Jordan Love continues to play the way he's been playing and play confident. I think as long as he's not making stupid mistakes and the coaching staff makes sure he understands like hey, we're working with you here, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, just and that, don't screw him up. Yeah, and that just looks like the complete opposite in Chicago. Yeah. Where they don't it seems like they don't really trust Fields. Fields doesn't trust what the plays are. Yeah. Like I, it's a bad look in Chicago. It is bad look. Um, we will get to the Vikings game, but first we are going to touch on a couple other ones, like real quickly, just kind of interesting things. Um, so I, I would like to run through this game real quick. The Eagles Patriots. Eagles looked fine. They I looked. Don't, they looked rusty. I'll say I, they looked rusty. I don't think there's anything to be too concerned about. It was like. It's a team that hasn't played an actual game together is kind of what it looked like because there was just a little bit of missed assignments here and there. There was, there was just kind of like Jalen Hurts didn't look super ready. Right. But I, I still don't think there was anything super concerning. 
the one thing I will say, it did look like so um, early on in this game, the 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 Eagles got up to like a sixteen to nothing lead, like yeah. real early, and it looked like they were just gonna try to coast until the end, from like the middle of the first quarter until the end. Is that what that's kind of what they wanted to do? That's what it felt like, but I'm not sure if that's what they were actually trying to do. That's what I it looked like. I think they just started to struggle. Like once they got through their first however many plays that they had set out that they actually practiced, like they just didn't seem like they were properly functioning on every play. And you do have to give credit to the Patriots defense, which is probably going to be a really, really good unit this year. Yeah. Like they're going to be really good. I think that is the biggest takeaway from this game is that that defense is legit. Yeah. The Patriots offense looked like an actual offense. Functional. Like (laughs) that is all we have ever asked out of this for the past what? Since Tom Brady left, pretty much. Yeah. Just look like a fucking offense. Right. And they looked like an offense in this right. game. Right. And Mac Jones looked like rookie Mac Jones. Yep. He didn't have a defensive coordinator calling his plays. Like, yeah. it helps to have a guy who knows how to run an offense. And that's what we saw. And I think that they're going to be a tough team. I think they're going to be one of the tough outs this year, even yep. though a lot of people are going to get him out. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, next one, we're going to talk a little bit about Buffalo and New York Jets. In my opinion, the big takeaway here is Buffalo struggled. So Josh Allen looked rough. He looked like year two-ish Josh Allen. So yeah. Josh Allen is a guy who he is he is just a ball of chaos. And... You have to try to rein that chaos in. And he doesn't do a good job of reining in the chaos himself. So you got to kind of like keep him bottled up. Otherwise, he's going to make all these crazy plays. Like you don't have to, you don't got to arm punt it twice. (laughs) Like, you know, just rip it 60 yards downfield into double coverage. Like, to be fair, they're pretty good arm punts. No, I get like, that. He's got a big arm to punt it. I get that, but like, ah, that was bad. He had more completions to a, a defender, a single defender, by the way. Yeah, three three completions than Aaron Rodgers will have all year. Yikes! Um, <laughs> so the guy that got all the picks is it? Uh, I forget his name. Like Whitehead, Whitehair, Jordan Whitehead. Yeah. So. <laughs> Actually, he had an incentive in his contract where he would get like a $250,000 if he got three picks in the year. Wow. That's a good good payday. That's a good game check. That's a good game check That's right a good there. game check. Um, yeah. the I don't think the Jet. Obviously, the big story is Aaron Rodgers right. gone for the Jets. Right. But I, I think the Jets, the Jets are the Jets. They have a, in my opinion, he, Zach Wilson is basically a rookie quarterback this year. Yeah. And that's how I think the Jets should look at him is, hey, this is the first year of Zach Wilson. Okay. He's gotten a new guy in there to help him along. This is his start over year. Treat him as a rookie. Bring him up. The team is talented. The defense is legit. That That's, that's another thing is I think they're going to be a top two, top three type of defense this year. And, uh, the Bills, they'll figure it out, I think. But it it looked very... Very chaotic. It's just, yeah. That's it. it. I didn't understand what was happening a lot of times from them. They didn't look like the team that's been so scary to face the last couple of years. They just looked... Mo- like they didn't have a direction. Like yeah. they, they didn't have anywhere they were headed. And that, that scares me a little bit, but I think they'll be fine. I mean, that bodes well for my uh, Bills miss the playoff bold prediction. It, it certainly does. I definitely don't think they're winning this division this year. I could maybe the Dolphins now. I think the Dolphins got it, which also for your bold prediction of... That'll work. They, not, no team will repeat as division winners this year. That'll do it. Uh, next game we're going to touch real quick, uh, Dallas... And we're only going to talk about the Dallas versus whoever game because it... It's just Dallas. It's just Dallas. 
there was no opposition in this game. Man, that was that was a rough game. Dallas kind of got to do whatever they wanted. They pressured Daniel Jones on like 66% of his dropbacks. Yeah. It ended, that's, that's it ended it. with seven sacks. That's it. That's but all we needed. The seven sacks aren't impressive when you look at the actual numbers. Yeah. He should have been sacked 14, 15, maybe even 16 times in this game. Also, you said you didn't watch it. I mean, you didn't have to. Like, you, you can look this one, you can look at the box score and be like, all right, that's, yeah, I get it. But they played Daniel Jones all the way through until like a couple minutes left in the fourth quarter. They shouldn't have. They shouldn't have. They should have got him out there. Halftime. When it's 40 to nothing, you throw the white flag. You, you get on out of you there. You yank him out of there. You let whoever your backup quarterback is this year. Tyrod. Tyrod. You let Tyrod take over and get some get some TV time. Okay. You say, hey, Tyrod, it's your time. Don't, We're don't gonna get go over, killed. We're going to go over here have a heart-to-heart with our quarterback who's struggling right now. I mean, and any time the Giants had a glimmer of a good play, like just a good play, like – there were tip balls for interceptions. They had they had a really good, you know, it was like a nice, it was going to be like a 30-yard gain. It was a nice ball right down the middle, just catch and run. And then the guy, I don't know who it was, but he got caught from behind and fumbled the ball. <laughs> like, they just, there was nothing. There was nothing there. They, they blocked, um, actually, I think they the, the Cowboys, to open the scoring, blocked a field goal and returned it and that's how the scoring started that's not a good start and it was just it was just that kind of game this one you just you gotta you gotta wash it away maybe we had like you know some people had too high expectations for the giants i didn't think they would be this bad but at the same time i think this cowboys defense is kind of that good yeah like a lot of their guys look pretty unblockable I think that's kind of what it was last year, but another year older. Yep. And uh, the the offense should be fine. Yeah, no, they, they'll be fine. They weren't great in this game, but also they didn't have to be. Right. So, like, I, I don't know. You kind of just pack it away and run the clock out at that point. So, what the, what the Cowboys did, I mean, kind of disregard what happened on defense. But, like, you get out to the lead and... That's all that the Bills had to do. Like the way that the Cowboys played on offense, which was just function, that is mm-hmm. that is all that the Bills had to do to win the game against the Jets with a Zach Wilson led offense. That's all you needed to do, and they couldn't do it. Correct. Um, so yeah, Dallas. Yeah. Good on you. That's, You're, that's, that's a no, yeah. That's a no, that yeah. That is a big no, yeah. Um, And we're going to finish it off with... The Vikings game. This is a yeah, no. This is a pretty yeah, no. Um, this is an oofta, if you will. It's a big oof. It's a big oof, don't you know, you betcha. Um, okay. I Turnovers are the reason we lost, right? Yes. I think if we don't turn the ball over two out of those three times, we score 30. I don't disagree. Win the game pretty handily. One of the turnovers was on a touchdown play. Yep. Not great. It was kind of a poor throw. It was behind him a little bit. Um, but I think most of it was just a good play by the defender. Maybe a bad decision to throw that ball. Sure. Um, one of the fumbles was. Kirk. Kirk can't avoid. When his own player hits him as soon as he gets the fucking His ball. own offensive lineman, arm swings back, knocks it out of his hand. Immediately. Like, it was fairly quickly, too. Yeah. Um, the other fumble was just a good play, good hand in there. Well, so the first one with Anton Winfield coming in on the blitz. Yeah. Uh, they overloaded on that side. It was a really good disguise, really good schemed up blitz that got a free rusher. And yeah. CJ Ham had to pick between a blitzing linebacker or Antoine Winfield coming from a little bit deeper. And he chose what he had to, like you always, you kind of block from most dangerous to least dangerous. That's what he, that's what he, in CJ Ham's defense, you block the guy that could get there first. Right. And he did. And, and you hope the ball gets out. And it, it did didn't. not. It didn't. 
So Kirk's got to be a little quicker there. Um, the Yeah, the fumble where Ed Ingram just <laughs> knocks it out of his hand. Ed Ingram is conspiring to make this team lose. He stepped on Kirk's foot like... T- Four times. Was it in one game? Like two, two, two times, times in one game. Yep. And then there was... Uh, the game after that one time, yep. and then like three games later in the season, one time. Right. So four different times he stepped on Kirk's foot for a sack. Yes. Um. This game, he he punched. Punch it was a the, very clean punch. <laughs> yeah. It was a very clean punch, very accurate. Maybe you want to make that look a little more like an accident <laughs> if you're trying to conspire against the team because, like, I mean, it was a pretty square punch. He just punched it right out. Yeah. Um, and then the interception that Kirk threw, it was a little behind KJ Osborne, right at the goal line, kind of in between two defenders. Yeah. So KJ had to kind of like turn to catch it. And as he caught, it did hit him in yeah. the chest. I, I feel you like should he probably have that. Probably should have had it. And then the defender just ripped it out of his hands. Yeah. And what sucks about that one is that one's right before halftime. They were, it was just a huge play to Jefferson yeah. who, if he didn't cut back, he might've went all the way in he was pretty pissed he got caught yeah well he tried to cut back and like anton winfield kind of tripped him up a little bit yeah he was pretty pissed about that one but second half we didn't do shit no we are the team of the three and out yeah that is our that is the the thing we do best is one run play that gets two yards a little short pass that gets four yards and then uh third and three to third and five you just incompletion yeah um i do want to put a little bit of uh i mean i've been thinking about this for probably since about the middle of last year kevin o'connell sometimes i don't love the play calling Correct. Um, I think his screens are bad. We're a bad screen team. We've, but then again, we've always been a bad screen team. But he throws a lot of screens. Yeah. He throws way too many screens for us not to be good at them. Not as many as when Mike Zimmer was our coach. That's fair, but we're still not good at him. So Correct. He's also had a tough time adjusting at halftime. Like, Yes. I got to put some blame on O'Connell just because... He didn't do enough to to adjust to the way that they were playing us. We came out flat in half to after half too. Yeah, like I feel like the team had less energy, and you can't do that. Yeah, I mean maybe we could have played them like maybe a half in the preseason, like just yeah. maybe just just a little bit, just give them give them some time to just play, but. You know, I don't want to be a full negatron here. You know, if we want to take a little bit of the optimist prime uh, view of it, the defense actually looked pretty good. Again, it's Baker Mayfield. However, they held him to like, I think it was like 73 yards rushing on like 35 carries. Like, I, I. I mean, towards the end of the game, when we really needed some stops, that that's kind of when the defense let up. Sure, but and that's a little disappointing. Again, but overall, better. They held him to like, I think it was like two point two yards a carry, which last mm-hmm. year everybody ran all over us. Yeah. Now the Bucks are not a great run team. I get that, but that is progress. Yeah. The defense played a little more aggressive. They played a little tighter. There Just, was different looks. Right. And that is what made me excited. When you see the team come out and press the wide receivers, we have not seen that in five or six years in Minnesota. The last time we did it was early Mike Zimmer when when he had he, when he had a fireball of a defense. Yeah, you you rush four on every play and you have your corners press. And that worked for us. Yeah. I'm not saying that's what we have to do every time because I don't think the team is built like that anymore. But have some different looks. Don't sit back in a shell and just wait for teams to pick you apart. It was also interesting. It seemed like we were playing a three safety look on virtually every play. It was like 83% of the snaps or something I saw. Maybe that that was matchup specific. I do want to see what happens over the course of the year and how that'll change. 
The thing that has me nervous is Lewis Seen was not one of those safeties almost at all. I think he played four snaps this game. Uh, no, he played zero snaps, and Brian Asamoah played like three. That's a little concerning. Ivan Pace got on the field more than Brian Asamoah, and he had a pretty good game. He had a decent game. There was one play. Right. He really needed to get Baker when Baker ran for that first down. Yeah. He had to go and hit him, and he just kind of didn't he laid up because it was towards the sideline yeah go go i'd rather you take a penalty there for late hit out of bounds than just kind of give up on it yeah um it was a tough loss real tough loss this week against the eagles is going to be real tough but i have kind of decided jefferson looked good i want to say that jefferson looked really good and i think kirk overall looked well passing game in general looked good now, Addison's a real dude. Yeah. So here's what I here's the conclusion that I've come to about the Vikings in this season. And this isn't like an uh I'm making a conclusion just because of one week or whatever. My conclusion is that this year doesn't really matter. I think this year specifically is we're kind of just playing with house money and whatever we can do this year, that's what we can do this year. There's no there's no reason to Like there's no, I see people like wanting to, you know, start trading away players, start actually tanking, you know, to try to get a quarterback this year. And that is almost never the answer. It's so, and here's the thing. It doesn't matter because if you want to go up to like, if you want to go get the first overall pick, you send three first rounders to whoever it is and they'd be stupid not to take it. Well, depending. Or second overall pick or whatever. You want to go up and get a quarterback? It doesn't matter where we land. I think the team is still talented enough to make the playoffs proud. Like compete for the division win. Maybe make it make the playoffs. Maybe maybe win a game. Who knows? You know, crazier shit's happened. But it, I think we can still make it to the playoffs. But it doesn't matter. Correct. Because if you want to go up and get your quarterback... You go and do that. It doesn't matter where you you start from. And even if you don't want to go up to like the top two or three to get your guy or to get like, you know, the Caleb Williams or Drake May or whichever one goes one and two, whatever. This class is really fucking deep. And there's a lot of guys that look really promising and that are very interesting coming out this year. Like there's a list of about six or seven guys that could go in the first round. I like Jordan Travis. Yeah, I, I he's my dude. I think there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to come out this year that, you know, we could see like five or six in the first, I think. I think overall, quarterback play in college has gotten better. We are much deeper in college football with quarterbacks that are viable. And I think that's a big deal. Yeah. Because maybe the quarterback position will become a little bit saturated. Yeah. And we won't have five or six teams that will be the only ones with the chance to win because they have a quarterback. Right. Parity in the NFL is a good thing. Yep. And if you get more good quarterbacks in the NFL, you have more parity. That can be good. Yeah. And I like the way that Questy is constructing this roster. Like, absolutely pay Jefferson. Give him whatever yep. he wants. That extension is going to and, last. And listen, whatever he wants. He's worth it. He's worth it. Whatever he asks for. I don't care if somebody offers a couple first-round picks for him. Correct. You do not trade him. You keep him. You pay him whatever he wants. His contract will last the duration of the rookie contract for the quarterback. Yep. So that's my biggest takeaway is this year doesn't matter because Kirk's not under contract for next year. Correct. He's done. Like he's not signed an extension. We have not offered him an extension. This I is do the not year. Think he will. This is the year. This is the off season. Next, like this next off season is where we get a quarterback. And Correct. if Quessy doesn't make a big move to go up and get one, or what? Like it would be dumb the way he's constructing the roster if he didn't do something to go and get a rookie, based on how he's constructing everything. Correct. So that's my biggest takeaway. This year doesn't really matter. Just kind of enjoy it or or don't, depending on how they play. Yeah. But 
Yeah. Just it is what it is this year. We're we're playing with house money. If we win games, we win games. If we don't, we don't. Just gotta make the biggest thing is make sure you pay Justin. You keep him in the building. What what whatever he wants. I don't care. Whatever. If he asks for forty million a year. Maybe not forty. You look at him and say, Would you take thirty three? And he'll say, No, I can come down to thirty eight. And then you say, will you take 35? And he'll go, you know what? I'll come down to 36. And you go, absolutely fantastic. Here's the, here's the pen. <laughs> you, you, do, you do a little haggling because it's a business. Yeah. But then at the end, whatever number he settles on, you say, okay, here's the pen. Right. Yeah. So I think that'll do it for week one. Locks. Locks. That's right. Uh, last week. I locked up the Bengals. Womp womp. Not good. <laughs> uh, you locked up the Falcons, who got a big win over division rival Carolina Panthers. Good luck against a rookie yeah. quarterback. I like it. That's a good I one. Like it. Uh, this week, I'm taking the Chargers over... Oh, man, I forgot who they're playing. Yeah, I'm looking now. Chargers over the Titans. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good lock. And I am going to be locking up the Dolphins over the Patriots. Both of these games, I believe, are three points in favor of the teams we chose. I have no idea how the Chargers are only a three-point favorite over the Titans. <laughs> they lost last week. But I'm fucking slamming that lock. That one's mine. <laughs> I think the Dolphins at Patriots is going to be a closer game. Yeah. But I, I still think I think it's pretty easy lock. I think the Dolphins are on fire, and I hope they stay on fire. Yeah. But the Patriots team should be, it should be a fun one to watch. We'll see how Belichick can uh, defend a bunch of guys that run four twos. I can't imagine well. <laughs> I can't imagine well. But anyway, if you have anything you want to talk to us about, you can find us. We got an email, wateringholefootball at gmail.com. Tell us if you like the yeah, no, and no, yeah. Yeah, please do. And if you don't, be nice about it. Say yeah, no. Yeah, no. It's it's not it's not good. Yeah. But uh, uh, Facebook, look up Watering Hole Football Podcast, and yeah, get talk to us. We we like to hear from you. We hope you enjoyed, and if not, tell us. <laughs> that that helps. Anyway, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.